be radio in TV. Welcome to the Poe Show, broadcasting live from T-Radio V in Hollywood, California. This is where we elevate the creative cult. This is where creatives can be seen, so thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching us, you dirty little stalkers. Um, I'm Poe. Okay, Saturday, June 18th, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., Arabian Nights, Turkish Delights 13, a gallery girls drawing and painting workshop at a new location. 13133 Satakoy Street, North Hollywood, California. The Delights is a late night social music and drawing salon with incredible art models, live music, dance performances, hookah, libations, food, henna, and a photo booth. Admissions only 22 bucks, prepaid by Friday, 25 on Saturday, photographers $60 prepaid, 65 at the door. Draw five to eight exotic models on two different stages. 25-minute poses all night, which is great for, like, lamos like me that can't do the five-minute thing. A deliciously decadent event for the senses where you can draw, dance, drink, eat, hookah, and socialize with models, belly dancers, musicians, and other artists and creative people. Costumes encouraged. Get your tickets now at thedelights.eventbrite.com. For more information, go to gallerygirls.com. They always have events. Whether you're an artist or not, go there and draw something and check out some super hot, beautiful models. Okay, and on Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m., Unicorns, an art show. A party, puke a rainbow at Oddville, a creative space, 734 South Main Street, Los Angeles. Come celebrate these loved mythical creatures of legend and lore. Dress up in your finest horseplay gear or at least bring your horn and pay homage to this most magical beast, as this is a party for unicorns. So make sure you bring your horniness. <laughs> With dancing, magical potions, and more, it's bound to get weird. For more info on this, visit oddvillestudios.com. Okay, speaking about getting weird, it could get weird today. We're gonna discuss the art, art, of storytelling, visual storytelling. So weirdness begins because I have with me today an artist that wants to grab you and drag you, if not willingly, then kicking and screaming into his pictures. An imaginative painter with a wickedly contemporary retro style blending pulp and fantasy, Dave Lebo. Say hi, Dave. Hi. <laughs> I got kind of caught like a deer in a headlight I there. I know, you freaky devil. Okay. An astrophysicist gone artist. A painter balancing the world of fantasy and reality, painting representations of the subconscious with a central concept that everyone has a hidden aspect of their mind that can be revealed with an animal hybridization. Painting a world where the mundane coexist plainly with the mythical, Matthew Grabowski. Hello. <laughs> Another weird guy. I have three weird guys in the room and one weird girl. You've got to be a little bit weird to be an artist. Period. That's all we got to say about it. Okay, and a painter, muralist, who uses observational techniques to portray a multi-dimensional perspective of the universe with themes and concepts generally revolving around the meaning of existence, why we're here, and who we are. An artist who loves science, mysticism, absurdity, mind control, and the struggle to survive, <laughs> Timothy Robert Smith. Hello, hello. I guess you go by Tim. Yeah. Tim, Dave, and Matthew. You still go by Matthew. I go by Matthew, yeah. Yeah, because he's 
he's the the proper weird one. Well, everybody else goes. All the other Matthews go by Matt, so I figure I'll be a little bit different and do the whole name. Nobody wants to be a Matt. Well, you get stepped all over. <laughs> 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 okay, hardy har har. Okay, so we're one through line that we have in this room is. The art of storytelling. These guys are all, I mean, they come from completely, they're different different books, <laughs> but um, all with a storytelling kind of flair in their own way. Um, I think maybe to start this off, because some of you may not know some of their work, let's go to uh, Dave Lebo, Lebo's promo video so that we can see what he does. So this is the freaky Pulp Fiction guy. Like I said, that's pretty cool stuff. So you, um, uh, Mr. Dave, a classical yes, painting and fantasy art, you kind of like merge the two. Definitely a damn good painter. Oh, thank you. Uh, that was really a nice, you put that together really beautifully. Oh, I'm thank you. very appreciative. Well, it helps that was when nice you have amazing you. work like you do. Thank you. <laughs> the music was appropriate, though. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like something's going to come out and jump on you any second. It but was you, dramatic. But you always like strange subject matter, I You hear. know, I used to not. <laughs> um, I had this kind of break at one point. Not a psychic break or anything, but... Uh, An arm break? A leg I used break? To paint just, I used to paint just really um, what I called my... I don't want to sound sick. I'll call it my old man work. My uh, just was uh, pretty girls, still life, flowers. Yeah. For a long time, because I, I think I was just trying to learn how to paint. Probably we have all these great painters here today like Matthew and uh, Matthew and Tim and um, I know they probably relate to this that you spend so many years trying to paint as well as you can I'm still trying to paint as well as well, I can yeah that never ends so you're right? trying to get your chops <laughs> but I think at one point I just went god I'm not that interested in painting a bowl of fruit anymore what if I painted something a little more interesting and I just a rotting like, bowl of fruit a rotting bowl with of fruit a naked might, woman might and a be knife. more interesting <laughs> yeah I mean you want to for me I just to keep myself interested, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more challenged trying to say more today. I'm not saying that I've, I'm there or anything, and I'm still trying you're, to get better. I hope that I can stay. You're on the beyond planet. there, but you don't need to know that. <laughs> I'd like to stay on the planet as long as I could, so I could keep improving and making better pictures. And well, you know what's interesting? Okay, and this may just be my perspective, but I think it's a, a lot, especially in our fast-moving world today. You know, everything is. Everybody wants instant gratification. Um. You want, I think, you know, of, of course, a big part of, of painting is talent and being able to execute it. But uh, maybe the same as or maybe a bigger part of 
creativity and art is a vision, an interesting vision or story. Otherwise, you can paint a beautiful painting. I've seen many, many gorgeous, beautiful paintings. I'll look at them for two seconds and I'm done because there's nothing to, nothing to hold on to, nothing to contemplate or, you know what I mean? So I think, in my opinion, art, an artistic of any form, artistic whatever expression, needs to be pretty interesting, not just beautiful, not just cool to listen to. Well, you, you definitely don't want to bore the viewer, I think. Mm -mm. That, that, I mean, that would be horrible to make people go, oh, I'm going to leave this room because it's not that interesting to look at, right? No, I'm I not say that saying... to my other artists because, I mean, that's a, I think you want to look, you want people to see something that Okay, but I'm not saying it has to be intriguing. something like weird and dynamic and crazy. No, it could just be a beautiful It could thing. be the Mona Lisa. It could be. could be. And, but that's a trickier thing, having, you know, something like that that just kills you. You know, that's a, that's a whole other talent. That's a deeper talent. <laughs> so, anyways, what do you guys think about this? I mean, I think it's a little bit of a different time. Like, the Mona Lisa is amazing, but they were, when, when Da Vinci painted that, you know, they didn't have anything that realistic. And right. he was kind of capturing this image that nobody had ever seen before. And it was so contemporary at the time. And today, you know, you drive, like, we all live in L.A. now. You drive down, you know, Sunset Boulevard through West Hollywood. You see a million billboards and yeah. turn on TV. You see all these amazing images. On, you're looking on your phone all day long, Instagram, Facebook. Like, you're kind of inundated. No, exactly. That's what I mean, yeah. With imagery. So, yeah. like, today, I think, like, if you want to, if you're going to, if you're like us where you're painting realistically, you know, yes, you have your technique, but it's really important that you paint a subject matter that is something that's different and that grabs you. No, I totally agree. I mean, the Mona Lisa has the, the mystery behind it. I think it always will. But yeah, I totally get your point. You know, that now we're, it kind of gets lost in the mess at this point. In I agree. That's, a, that's a really important point, I think, for sure. that you just brought up for sure. We're bombarded by visual stimuli. Oh, totally. So you better make it like something that's going to grab you, something that's going to get you, and hopefully something that's going to make you contemplate like your your existence in life, right? I mean, that's what's most important. Otherwise, you know what? Art's going to go away. It's not interesting <laughs> enough unless you make it interesting enough, and nobody's going to look at a flower anymore. I, it's the truth of the matter. <laughs> I, it's the truth of the matter. 2016. Are people buying flowers? Probably not. You know, $5,000 painting of a flower. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think people are still buying those. I think to so, match too. The, there well, are some only if they match the couch. Paintings. There are some beautiful flower paintings being no. done. I think. There I are. know I'm terrible, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I promote the arts, and I see that we need to have it kind of have this edge. This is about elevating the creatives. So paint the flower, but paint it. Something's got to be a little different. Put a ladybug on it or a drip of water with a face in it or, you know, <laughs> right? Use the creative side of your brain, not just the realistic, uh, I'm going to paint this flower to look like a flower. I think you have to respond to the environment that you're in. And right now we're in, like you said, a really fast-paced environment. And we are here. We can't deny that, you know, that's what's happening. So we have to respond to what's happening. And you definitely be are. part of it. Yeah, I'm trying. No, you're not trying. You're, like, totally doing it. It's ridiculous what <laughs> you do. You. Okay, I don't really... Oh, you know what? I think... Um, right, let's see. I gotta check this. Okay. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. spoken word spoken song but we talked about photographers we talked about yeah. painters we talked about dancers yeah. we talked about uh, Shakespeareans regular actors poets writers art on any level whether it's music visual art um, writing you know any kind of creative endeavor that there's there's a value to it We merged the worlds together, the art world and the music world. You know, they say everything is with the bright brain, the visionary, the imagination. So what we need to do is, as spirit beings who are, have limitless potential, is to tap into the left brain. When you improv, you're completely connected to the music. 
coming from the opposite direction. I started with the best of the best. <laughs> exactly. Right? I started with uh, Versace and Armani and Yves Saint Laurent. kind of becoming like the rock star thing to do is uh, instead of being in a band and going on tour, we just go on tour to paint walls. And it is a challenge for us how to be true to ourselves and at the same time be able to, to pay bills, be able to, to, to do it as a vocation habit. The industry has changed. We have, we have gaming, we have animation industry. I started my career as, as an animator, a Disney character animator. a figure drawing instructor at uh, Noman School of Special Effects. Create a sculpture within a sculpture within a sculpture. You can create things that unfold, you can create things that work and walk around and things like that. So people's imagination is going to just going to be ignited. Not yet. I was a professional stage actor for eight years in New York. What was weird is that when I was spinning around, I literally felt, I started laughing uncontrollably, and I felt like I was going insane. Creativity and art in all shapes and forms is a way of communication with everybody. It, it, you know, it goes through language barriers and racial barriers and everything. Welcome back. Okay, so we were discussing going to the bathroom while checking our Instagram account and how, <laughs> not in those exact words, but I'm not going to say that on air, um, though I can. I think it was shit is the word used. <laughs> okay, just gave me a ticket to swear. So um, we're talking about the fast-paced uh, world we live in and how I think we all like it. I mean, we all like it because we're just, we're in it. You can't not be in it. Okay, let's, let's, let's confirm that. You can't not do it. You know, for one, it's promotion. If you're in the arts of any way and want to be seen, you have to have every social media thing that there is. You have to. You have to be seen. If not, you don't exist. But that's not all. You also have to have the other things that are going on. But this is, but you know what? Where do you think technology is going to go? I was reading, I don't remember where it could have been on NPR. Not that I was reading NPR because I was in my car and you can't read and <laughs> drive. <laughs> no, I'm okay, so. Um, A lot of people would beg to differ in LA, but <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Actually, sometimes I do. I'm like, okay, I'm reading my announcements in the car while I'm driving. Audio At a, stop, at a stoplight. At a stop, no. Yeah, at a stoplight for five minutes and every honking behind me. Okay, what was I saying now? I forgot my train of thought altogether. Something about technology. Something about technology. Okay, well, you know, oh, my question was, I did hear that the, um, could have been in a scientific magazine, that we're kind of, we think technology is going to keep going, but we're kind of tapped out in it. Have you guys heard that? So we're kind of, as far as we, we thought it would go forever, but we're kind of, okay, like there's a ceiling now. Like there's not a lot of more innovation we could get. We're kind of hit, hit mm. the top. So as all things, and everything goes in cycles. So will we then, I don't know, I think in time and probably now, people are starting to put their phones down more. I say, I mean, some people are still at it, but some people are like, you know, you text somebody and then, you know, 10 hours later they, ah. Oh. So I think it's getting more, we're kind of over it. People don't stay there. You know what I mean? They don't stay addicted to a thing. Some people do. Some people are addicted to sex, drugs, rock and roll. No, I don't know why <laughs> that came up. Have you tried that new virtual reality stuff? Uh, well, I mean, it's not new, but it, there's like a new app uh, on your iPhone and you could buy this thing. I've seen that, yeah. I have a friend that produces some of those. It's, yeah. ama it's amazing. It's really cool. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about making some paintings that... Oh, my gosh. You, should, you, you were talking about the tunnel thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, no, I, I think technology is going to evolve into that, into something more... You know what? I think, virtual, too... And reality won't be necessary. <laughs> but I also think that this is not against evolution. Now, I say that not like I'm, you know, 
any kind of religious thing at all. That's not what I'm saying. Evolution as far as evolving humanity. Like we're always, hopefully, we're progressing. Hopefully progressing. Otherwise, we're doomed, right? So I think technology is helping that. It's got, it's stimulating our, you know, our brain more, making us think, making us more connected to each other around the globe. And, you know, even even our youth with, you know, cell phones and with um, gaming. Gaming's huge. Those fine motor skills are ridiculous right now. I mean, ridiculous. I can't do what they could do. And just the, the, um, just the knowledge of technology that they have, I think is something to evolve us further and make us think more outside the box. So inside the box, inside the box of technology, inside the box, but able to get outside of the box with creativity, because, you know, if you see what's possible, innovators, creatives can see what else might be possible because we have all these other tools that we keep. You know, yeah. that sanity. I, th- I think it's interesting thing. today, yeah. especially as, as the painters, all three of us are, you know, basically <laughs> using this technology of paint. I'm an oil painter. I believe you two are as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been around for 500 years. But at the same time, you know, we have Instagram, we have Photoshop, we have all this exposure and all this technology at our, that we can use. And I think that that feeds into, into what we do. So even though we're, no, exactly. we're taking this very old, old method of working, we're, we're able to combine it with the world that we live in today. Okay, let's see what Matthew does. Okay, so that's like, I mean, most of us are ridden on a subway, especially in New York. And what's funny about your pieces is that they are like just ordinary. Like everybody's just getting through life. They're ordinary thing. They're on their cell phone. They're looking at, you know, media, looking at newspapers, seeing what's going on in the world, just like people do. But you've got a spin on it that only, you know, the innovators, the creatives can can do, right? I mean, only we can do. Uh, you, So expand your mind and your awareness outside of the box of the let's go to school and learn math and science not that that isn't really really great but don't forget to enhance your creative side do stuff that's fun and make stuff and cook bake cookies god do something (laughs) no i'm serious do something creative like grow a tomato dude that's creative you know cut up some garlic and onions and Pasta, do something. Just do something out of your head, right? Out of your head, not taught. Something not taught. And that's another thing that I think all of you guys have in common and a lot of great artists is that 
it doesn't you analyze it later you don't know exactly the specifics of it it comes after like uh because it's this is please forgive me but it's channeled through our creative source i mean so open that up I mean, my feeling is that creativity is not something that you, at least in my experience, it's not something that you sit in a room and you're just like, okay, I'm going to be creative. Creativity no. is oh, really... Oh, God, no. That create, for creativity Wouldn't is that not... Wouldn't that be great? Right. <laughs> but it's not... Like, creativity is not, for me, it's not about invent- invention. I mean, in my paintings, I do all these paintings with people with animal heads. But I'm not trying to say that I'm the only one who's ever come up with people with animal heads. I mean, you, this goes back to, you know, the Minotaur and Greek mythology. My, my sense is that creativity is really about exposing yourself to lots of different things and then letting those things kind of create new combinations in your head that, you know, maybe hasn't been created before. It's the way you're, you, the way everything's interacting or not interacting in your paintings that's what's super interesting. You've captured the whole subway scene and the interaction between people that don't know each other or people that are together or couples or whatever. You've captured all of that. And so it seems perfectly normal but there's, you know, you've brought out a personality of someone in animal form. Right. And that's the, the sense for me is that when you look at when you look at normal life, like a lot of times you just ignore it and you don't pay attention to it. Or you're just, you know, you're you're doing the things in your day and you don't realize that there's something spectacular going on. And if you really concentrate on the environment you're in, there's often just really strange, really wonderful, really interesting things going on. OK, and let me say one thing. So your art, that's what you show people make people aware of their surroundings is what you're doing right showing kind of just twisting it in a little twisting it a little bit not too much but a little bit and you create something totally different that you look at and you go oh my god i haven't seen that and i think that's what a lot of great artists do is that they show you the world you know as they probably see it but and as you see it once they point it out but they in a way you didn't see it before I think that's true. I did notice. But that's expansion. Do you see? It, it yeah. expands people's awareness. I don't care if they like it or don't like it or don't agree with it or agree with it or what. It, that's irrelevant. It's, as long as you're expanding your consciousness. I love that one piece you had with the um, knight in armor as well. As <laughs> yeah. all the, There were a lot of animals or, or the people personified as animals. And those are all fantastic. And then that one I w- stuck out a little bit to me, too. That was really interesting. Uh, all of a sudden, there's a knight in armor in the subway as well okay we're gonna take a break (laughs) we'll be right back stay with us for more fine art on flesh and canvas Mark made is meant to be nothing is erased nothing is corrected Scott takes it to a whole nother level even psychologically have to go to you know sometimes I have to put a suit on when I'm tattooing so that my mind can take me away from this is not painting painting you kind of have to lose your mind and tattooing you have to be very focused and Cho, a.k.a. Miss Jane. Cho Cho Master. Extraordinaire. Cho Mama. (laughs) (laughs) Get it done, Jane. (laughs) No time for that. Get it done, Jane. Jane, get over here. Take a look at this. What the hell's going on with this? Important to get tattooed by somebody who's not only an amazing artist, but is a really awesome person. I take that stuff seriously because it's on my body forever. If I didn't have... My fiance, I'd probably be living by myself with my three cats, maybe more. And more. So, fiance. Oh, yeah. You're replaceable by a bunch of cats, is what that equals mm. to. Right? Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> play your cards right, buddy. <laughs> He's the reason why I don't have more cats. Ah, okay. So, like I said, I'm, I'm a pro at backpedaling. <laughs> I, I kind of run my mouth without really thinking, and then I... What do you think? Come on, Jane. Jane Cho, oh, do a good answer. Man. Do a good answer, Jane. Do a good answer. Okay, well... <laughs> I'm a cat lady. Thank you. 
Hey, welcome back to the Hollywood Poe Show. On Saturday, July 2nd, 7 to 10 p.m., Trifling Matter, Sarah Sitkin solo show at Super Chief Gallery LA, 739 Kohler Street, Los Angeles. This is the first solo sculptural exhibition for this Los Angeles-based sculptor and multidisciplinary artist. Highlighting in part Sitkin's unique and grotesque flesh sculptures made from silicone, silicone, right? Wax, plaster, and urethane molds morphed and expounded upon in her studio laboratory. The bewildering and often grotesque sculptures serve to remind us of our fleshy human fragility, even in what so often feels like the beginning of a post-human era. The exhibition features multi, highly textural and detailed arrangements of the artist's uniquely stylized sculptures, prepared and is beautifully lit as they are in her trademark photos. For more info, go to sarahsitkin.com and superchiefgallery.com. Check that out. It's got to be pretty strange. At least go to her website. I looked at some of it. Kind of creeps me out, but I appreciate it. Thursday, July 14th at 10 p.m., a birthday ball. Straight from Joshua Tree, Jessica Vaughn, Rabbit, solo artist and front woman of Graham Rabbit, the founders of Desert Space Rocktronica, a pansexual synth-driven experiment in blonde ambition at Harvard and Stone, 5221 Hollywood Boulevard, Los Angeles. For a psychedelic adult theme park pop experience, put your bunny ears on and come help celebrate Jessica's birthday. Also joining her, the super talented one and only Kirkpatrick Thomas of Spindrift and the low desert wizard Sean Wheeler. Then on Saturday, July 16th at 8 p.m., Jessica Von Rabbit with the Death Valley Girls at Pappy and Harriet's 53688 Pioneer Town Road, Pioneer Town, California. Did you get yeah, it is? Tickets available at ticketfly.com. They made her put that heart on there because it was on social media and it was not appropriate, supposedly. There's a hair on there, though. See? <laughs> There's a couple hairs. So I don't know if that did it. Did it? <laughs> okay, that's no pun, all. No pun intended. No pun. No no bun intended. <laughs> bun bun. So check that out. Jessica's cool. Um, I didn't have her on the show. You know, I did have the bunny show, but she couldn't make it out of the bunny hole. But I did have Lee Joseph. That was cool. He's awesome. Okay, so back on this topic of, um, I don't know. I guess we could talk a little bit about perception people's perception and I mean what of what you do Matthew of what you do Dave and we'll get into the madness of Tim but um what do people say about your work Matthew it really depends I mean I'm not actually really interested a lot of times what people say <laughs> <laughs> that's an artist for you I mean because as an artist you know I, I have my own ideas about about what I do and sometimes I tell people sometimes I don't but you know, you're in your studio for hours and hours and hours painting, creating these things. And, you know, for me, it's most interesting when I have a show and people come up and they see them and they tell me what they think about them. And it often it shows me things about my paintings that I had no idea, but that exactly. are fascinating. Now, let's see what you say. Um, I had some really interesting things that I that I put here. It seems to be a universal. Okay, somebody talk because I am trying to find something. <laughs> I think what he, what what you said, uh, Matthew, makes a lot of sense too. You know, because a lot of times you're painting, you don't really know what people are going to say, and you're, you're, you want them to project to project a little bit onto them. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, you, I mean, you guys feel. I mean, way. that's what makes art interesting to me. Is like when I see it, I don't want to just be told like this is what you're supposed to think. Like I like something that creates room for my imagination to work, and that's what I'm trying to do for other people as well. I like to pretend that I didn't paint it. Like <laughs> and, and just be a fly on the wall. Yeah, and You're see, see what see what people say, and then like whatever huh. people think it's about, I try to like fan the fire of that. Uh, yeah, that's definitely what I intended. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, well, no, it, uh, like I think that's what the artist meant too. You know, because if they know that I'm the artist, and they'll like restrict themselves as to like oh. any negative comments that they might say. I mean, I, mean, I, think I, 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 I like to right. hear everything. You know? I mean, that's true because like I find sometimes people are, especially with art these days, are kind of tentative because they don't want to be wrong. Yeah. And, and then like but with art you can be wrong your perception right, but then, of art but then is once you give them the, once you give them the opening to it's like well it's whatever you think is 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 fine then they like it, then they start <laughs> saying well then this is this thing i saw in it 
you kind of like it's very freeing for them. Yeah, totally. Well, you I know, agree, some yeah. some people say some artists say that it's only theirs until other people see it, and then it becomes all of the things that people project onto it, and it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's hopefully people are projecting things. Otherwise, it's not good. And you know, put the put the flower in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry. We're flower down on flowers. I'm sorry, flower bangers. <laughs> no there's flower some, power. There's some no flower power. I was just thinking of flower power today. Actually, how weird. I was thinking of the Spice Girls. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, I know, because my, my skirt's really short. <laughs> I was remembering. I don't know. I just like short skirts. I always have. Okay, but so I was remembering um, Posh, <laughs> and she's asking the girls, is my skirt too short? And they're like, no. And she, so she hikes it up. Love that. Anyway, so that's why Flower Power was in my mind. I love <laughs> that she did that. It's like, it's perfect. Okay, sorry. I detracted everything. Okay, so I think we should check out Timothy's work. Let's see what he has going on for us. He's going to put you in some weird perspectives here. Okay, that scrambles it up a little bit, right? Because your vision is, um, I don't know, I mean, I see that. It's kind of a subconscious kind of uh, other vision. Some people don't see that yet. Hopefully at some point they will. <laughs> but it's, um, um, what What do you have to say about that? It's kind of an inward vision. There, there's a lot sense. of movement. I'm, I'm really interested in, uh, in time. Like, I used to study film before, before I was in the art. And... Um, you know, I, I like storytelling um, in a time-based media uh, compressed into like a non-time-based media, like a, a two-dimensional painting. So, um, yeah, basically the way I plan everything out is I'll, I'll find a good location and I'll exist there for a few hours, <laughs> you know, and I'll, I'll walk around, I'll talk to people, I'll sketch things. And then I'll move to the other side of the street or the other side of the subway car, and then I'll sketch things there. And then it's like I, wow. I just try to expand the space so it opens up into a more universal space. Well, and you add certain elements to that that also open up, um, I would say, people's perception about things. Again, you're expanding the mind, just like these guys are doing. You're expanding people's awareness of what's around them. Yeah, there's a lot of, I study um, quantum physics, so I'm right cool. where you're at. <laughs> I completely get it. Because you do things where people are in two places or more at one time, and that's like the reality of it. We choose. There's a lot of possibilities that could happen at any moment. And 
I don't know if you guys study quantum physics too, but it's I'm a huge me. fan of quantum Ooh, physics. Yeah. I've seen some Nova specials on it or shows, and it's interesting. I'm not saying I can understand it, but um, I, took, you know I, took a few I took a few classes in college. So. Okay, so <laughs> anybody that says they can understand quantum physics is a complete liar. There's no one that can understand quantum physics. It's, it's because it's it's infinite, right? <laughs> I mean, like most things, you think you got everything, like everything you need to know about, mm, you just haven't walked around that corner yet. I so. do love that multi-dimensional uh, view that you're taking in your paintings. I mean, it's incredible. It really is of our time, I think. it's. Uh, well, you know what's also interesting about what he's doing is in our head, we think about these possibilities, like I could do this, or like our choices. And that's kind of, that's why I think how when I see it, I see it kind of an inward, like a subconscious thing of what your contemplation of the things that, what, what could happen. Probability. The probability. Yeah, well, so it's like every probability exists in an alternative universe. That, that's one thing that I get from quantum mechanics, even though a lot of uh, physicists will say that that's not true, you know. But that, that's one thing that, that I take out of it. Um, just as an artist, I, I expand on the idea that there's multiple versions of this moment right now in exactly. another dimension well, and it, it's infinite. That's I mean, I, I think that <laughs> I, I think that like what you do also for me, like it has a lot to do with how you actually perceive things because, mm -hmm. you know, you don't really see things in a linear way. Like your experience is no. you have all this information God, coming no. in all the time. <laughs> right. You're moving around. Yeah. And so the way for me, like when I look at your paintings, that looks a lot like how things feel. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So it's kind of an inward kind mm. of subconscious experience. Oh, when yeah. you view the work and probably how it comes from you is all these potentials, all these probabilities or possibilities that are coming around. So it's kind of, it kind of is, but when you view it also, your, your experience kind of goes outside. Like there's all these possibilities. It's infinite. Right. It goes it, beyond actually that canvas. And you like can see that. It puts the self into the story, you know? Like if you are studying, um, like let's say that you're five years old, right? And you're studying what different things are and there's, there's a book and then you open a page and it says tree and there's a picture of a tree, right? So now for the, for the rest of your life, you're gonna think that a tree is supposed to look like this, right? So every time you see a real tree from that moment on, you're gonna connect back to the moment when you learned what tree was or what apple was or what anything was. Yeah, right? just uh, that reminds me of that movie Room. Did you see that? No, where, I haven't yet. Where you know the you know I the movie. I haven't seen it either yet. I saw the commercial for it, the preview. <laughs> that's kind of that's a that's you would love that movie. Oh my god. I'm gonna I, check it out. It's it's that's just called Room? It's just called Room. Hmm. That's and that's so uh, do you know the the premise of it? No. Okay, so uh, a woman is, I'm going to make this really short, she's um, kidnapped and, you know, put in this garden shed or whatever, raped. She has a child, eventually. The child grows all the way to, like, five years old in, a, in one little tiny room. And she, to keep everything cool with the child, she's trying to raise this child in this little room, she does just what you said. That there's nothing outside these walls. She has him believing that this is all there is. So that's what they, they do everything in their life. It will trip you out. It's most amazing. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Check out Room, too, if you get a chance. It's amazing. Previously on Vantage Point. I always have that thought, you know, if I did a different type of work, I know I would travel a lot more, I would make more money, and things would go better for me. But in the end, to me, what matters, even though it sounds corny, is that, you know, what I do is what I want to do. But also, the way that people see painting, like, oh yeah, put some color in it, or even when I make some uh, some dark, really dark things, people, their comments are still the same. They're still like, how beautiful, how nice. And it's like, no, it's not really nice at all. <laughs> it's not meant to be. Like, maybe you can, you can refer to nicely done, maybe. To listen to the full interview and find more information, visit our website at vantagepointberlin.com. Previously on Vantage Point. 
like anyone, I guess, like you try and pursue a style that's unique and original and, and yours. And I, I guess I found mine, which, uh, you know, trying to describe it in words, it would be very flat, very, uh, I guess, abstract, although you can still, you know, see the, the content matter most of the time. Um, and it's, it's just basically building up a lot of layers of, of shapes. And I've developed this style around the, how I actually like painting, especially with spray paint. To listen to the full interview and find more information, visit our website at vantagepointberlin.com. Previously on Vantage Point. So my inspiration is from nature, uh, the lights and emotion and stuff. I'm still on the way to work through the process of changing, so I don't know what's, what is coming next. Some people ask me, Oh, that's a huge wall. How can you like make this so big? And then I'm like, maybe I try to uh, image that I'm really big and I think about the, the wall really small. And then by that way, I can kind of handle it, you know. To listen to the full interview and find more information, visit our website at vantagepointberlin.com. Okay, we were still talking about film, and what's interesting is, yeah, Tim, you have an you had an interest in film, and probably still do, and I think you should still like definitely go towards that. Matthew also um, has a connection with film, as his father uh, worked on the film and television production. Well, uh, was the producer worked in film and television, and was a producer of the movie Dirty Dancing. Did you guys know that? Wow, that's pretty trippy that's stuff. Cool. <laughs> okay, and. Dave Lebo is I love Dexter. <laughs> so, so tell us about tell us about that really quick that experience of the Dexter. Oh well, I was a fan of Dexter, and then um, because I had done some work. I on think more show. like your feeling about being a part of that and uh, your your journey. I do have the clip of that. I well, I was asked you know to do some artwork for the sixth season and i was a big fan of the show i i didn't feel like all the seasons maybe added up to the first two <laughs> but uh. <laughs> it was still fun to be a part of it um every so often i do work for the entertainment industry but not not every day but it, it was a great experience i had to make a lot of um when you work for a production designer you have to make a lot of uh, concessions exactly, and yeah. do things that you wouldn't want to do in your own painting. So, but it was it was fun to be a part of, and and it helped me. Uh, I think that helped my art get out to a larger audience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's a okay. Let's check that clip out really quick and see what that was all about. I'm Dave Lebo. I'm a painter. I live in Venice, California. We're here in, in my studio. This is where I painted all the paintings for Dexter season six. When I first got the call, I was really excited because I'm a big fan of the show. I've watched it since season one and I jumped at the chances. Are you kidding? Of course, I'd love to do uh, the paintings for Dexter. I think any artist would have loved to have painted for the show. So it was thrilling to uh, get the call. According to the seven keys, the next tableau will be the Lake of Fire. I knew a little bit about Revelations before I was asked to do the project. I'm certainly not a devil worshiper or anything, even though a lot of my work, people might go, oh my God, that guy's a creepy devil worshiper. I do like strange subject matter in my paintings. Jess Kender is the production designer on Dexter. She influenced the look of the paintings a lot. You know, it was definitely a collaboration between Jess and I, and uh, she had all kinds of information to give me, and uh, was very helpful and valuable in doing those paintings. Many a times, I would start with just a very rough pencil sketch or idea sketch. I'll hire a model. I have to shoot photo reference. Once it's approved, I do a lot of uh, preliminary work, usually a charcoal. So I work monochromatically or in black and white first. Uh, from there, I'll do an underpainting, kind of a monochromatic underpainting. And then I do color sketches. I'll get those approved by Jess. 
and once it's all approved, then I paint the final picture and then I send it to Jess and they'll reproduce it down there at the studio. I painted all these seven pictures on a small scale. I would shoot a very large digital photo of my picture and they would reproduce that on this inkjet printer, out on canvas actually, and then they would stretch it up to seven feet by, by three feet. So they're, they started off very small paintings that are then digitally printed out as large pictures and they seem to hold up. Hello, Travis. I think painting is a struggle. It's not something that's easy. And in fact, you see the actors and they're playing this artist, you know, Travis just creates this painting out of thin air. But for me, I mean, I'm not a genius like that. To do the actual paintings is a, is a much longer, arduous process than what you see on television. I love that part. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I mean, there's, you don't just whip it out. It's so funny. I think people think that it's kind of. Yeah, I love that because people always come to a show and they look at these like finished paintings and they think, oh, wow, you just it's so easy. You just did it. And it's not that easy. No, <laughs> no, especially like technical work like all of you guys do. Like you get technical and yeah, I mean, there's a lot to it. Oh, my God. I drive my wife crazy. I come in and go, oh, I hate this. I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, what uh, there's probably certain things that you that you don't like to do like I don't like to do background stuff like trees and little leaves and grass and shit like that I can't even stand I like to do like the focus of it I, I always feel like it, any painting <laughs> is a every painting is a race to get you have this great idea and you're really excited and then it's just like a race to get it done before you can't stand the painting anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's beautiful oh my gosh not beautiful but it's I once funny. read something um, this one artist said it's like a relationship in the beginning it's all beautiful <laughs> and fantastic and oh, then no. it starts to go bad how and long it's have you hard been, how long have you been married <laughs> well I I'm not saying that's my relationship but maybe you know <laughs> maybe I'm getting myself in thick water here but um Thick and deep. You know, okay. it just takes a lot of work it to does take pull a lot it out and make the painting good, just like a relationship takes a lot of work to make it happen. No, that's yeah. for sure. Okay, so where can we find you in your work, Mr. Dave? Right now I show at the Luz de Jesus and, and also in a gallery in Oklahoma called the Lovitz Gallery. Awesome. Like Lyle? Kind of like Lyle Lovett, but not. But this is Lovett's Lovett's Gallery okay, in Tulsa, you, Oklahoma. And you have a website. You have social media too, but you have That's a website. True. Yes, DaveLebo.com. Okay, Lebo. L e b o w. Okay. All right. Where can we find you? TimothyRobertSmith.com. Yeah, isn't it weird if you put Timsman not gonna work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Smith. Okay. Come on, Grabelski. Uh, I show at ThinkSpace Gallery in Culver City in Los Yay, Angeles. Yay, ThinkSpace. <laughs> So you can find my work there in person, and you can also find it online at Grabelski.com or on Instagram at, at Grabelski. At Grabelski. Okay, anybody who's going to be on the show, has been on the show, all the archives of the show, all the social media junk on the show is www.wetpuzzlepiece.com. Wetpuzzlepiece.com. So check that out. Next week we have somebody that makes... Um, cigar box guitars so that's gonna be cool the bedros so stay with us for next episode on monday cheers have a good week see you next time you are watching t radio me radio and tv